Hello and welcome to the Fearless and Successful Podcast. I am Diana Lugoli, success and business coach, helping online entrepreneurs just like you to live their freedom lifestyle. I'm a multi-passionate mom of three beautiful daughters, an expat and HR specialist with masters under her belt. My holistic approach to business and my high vibe energy are my genius. And my mission is to show you that you too can be, do, and have whatever you desire. This will be jam-packed podcast and your daily dose of inspiration, motivation, and tangible tips on business strategy and mindset mastery. Each week, I will bring you a worldwide guest or I will give you my personal insights so that you can dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. Get ready to be fearless and create unstoppable success. Are you with me? Let's rock and roll. On the computer. Okay. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I have another amazing, fearless, and successful femme entrepreneur who is tuning in from sunny San Diego. I have Lola Piquet from, um, she's a founder of Empathology. And um, yeah, Lola, so welcome. So great to have you here. Um, and thank you for taking your time to show how is to be sensitive and successful. Oh, thank you so much. It's so great to be here. So um, I obviously, I'm, I'm really, really interested in everything what you have to say because I read your story and I did my research and I was like mind blown. This lady is on fire. She's a mom of two beautiful kids. She has overcome some really hard life struggles and I want you to take us back to that story where you struggled with life and your business, your professional path, and how was it? Like, take us back to that moment. Certainly. Uh, it was a big, a big moment for me. So I had spent about 10 years after graduating from university in a career path that I was good at, but I didn't love. And I kept trying to make little changes here and there to make it feel better, but it never quite lined up for me. And by the time I had hit the milestone age of 30 and I had just had my first child, I remember this moment where I was working from home, which I was very lucky to be able to do as I like had my kind of time with my young baby. But I was working from home for a job that I hated and didn't resonate with and, and actually had some ethical disagreements with what the company's um, vision was. You know, it just, it really was very, very misaligned. I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm an empath. And so having a career where you're getting paid to do something you don't align with causes a lot of um, health issues, a lot of energy issues. And I couldn't quite tell whether it was that disconnect that was creating so much pain and depression and apathy in my life, or if there was something else going on too. And having my child was really this catalyst because I remember um, this one day where I was working from home at my computer and I was avoiding what it was that I was supposed to be doing. 
my son was laying on the floor below me, you know, gooing and guying and looking up at me. And I was on social media and somebody had posted a poem that said something to the effect of all parents are liars because they spend their lives telling their children that they can be whatever they want when they grow up and they don't have anything close to that, that they're actually doing for themselves. It was, it was more poetic than that, but it was a really powerful moment because I remember it hit me like an arrow in my heart. And I looked down at my son who's like looking up at me and I thought, I'm that person right now. You know, like I want to be able to raise my son and say, you can be whoever you want to be when you grow up, but don't look at me. <laughs> you know, don't look at my soulless job that I'm doing. Um, and so that moment really catalyzed some deep, deep self-inquiry. And I really have my son to thank for the very difficult year uh, following that moment where I started to deconstruct my career path, my first marriage, which seemed on the outside to be perfect, totally imploded. My son later got diagnosed with autism. So like my whole um, picture perfect on the outside and soulless on the inside life took a huge turn. And um, ultimately it was very much for the better, <laughs> but it was quite the ride. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I, I just when I'm thinking about my kids and how they are contributing to my consciousness of really showing up, not just as a parent, but also someone who can create that vision for them as well. Like you can be, do and have whatever you want, right? Yes. Um, and I think that this is such a beautiful moment, but we, we all have that, right? We moms, yeah. I think that we, we are just not aware that that moment, we are not present to that where, you know what, enough is enough. Um, yeah. And I think that you were so self-aware when you said, you know what, it's all or nothing, right? Yeah. So tell me, what is your mission today? What, what, what do you want to create? What, what do you want to leave this world with? Oh, I love that so much. Well, my real big mission, like my secret top, top mission of my business is to change the structures of power and leadership in our businesses, corporations, and governments so that we have highly sensitive, empathic, heart-centered leaders who are shifting the paradigm of what it means to be a human on this planet right now. But that's a really big mission. <laughs> and so it really, um, I believe, starts at the root. It starts with each and every single one of us. And for, for my clientele and for myself, being highly sensitive and being an empath has generally meant we are people-pleasing, we are perfectionistic, we are... Um, generally healing from patterns of trauma. And we are afraid of power. Power has not been safe for us. Our own power has not been safe for us. And so like, that's where the journey begins. It's where it began for me and where I start with my client base to really help them befriend the power inside of them, befriend their vision, befriend their sensitivities. These things that seem like they're overwhelming or too much have roots in the body, in the nervous system. There's um, physiological and biological reasons for why we can't step into our purpose. And so if I can do that one by one by one for each and every single person who I interact with, 
then that's how we start to create that tide of change. And they say what it takes 3% um, of a population to create systemic change. And so if I can add my part to that 3%, that's what I'm here to do. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. Um, I think that you have such a beautiful mission and I think that world needs more people like you who are actually not just saying, but are actually doing and showing up for, for this world. Um, mm. Tell me, this like, okay, so this is a big mission, mission but yes. what, how does this look like in practice? So what do you do? How do you help this world become a better place? Mm, there's so many ways. I mean, it starts with my kids, right? And the way that I parent my kids. Um, and that really has informed a lot of the teachings that I share inside of my main big flagship course, which is called Empathology. It really goes into our day-to-day nervous system interaction with our world, with our relationships, with our boundaries, with our kids, um, with our choices. A lot of times we are engaging with the world and perceiving the world from a place of fear, a place of fight or flight, fawn, freeze. We're defaulting to nervous system patterns that are expired. Um, Either they've been set in motion by things that happened in our childhood or Going back to human evolution, you know, these patterns are 30,000, 100,000 years old. Our central and peripheral nervous system hasn't changed that much. And so we're still operating our lives as though we are a wildebeest on the prairie about to get attacked by a lion, whereas we're really just sitting in traffic, our kids stressed out about their math homework, our Zoom room isn't working, you know, like these are the things that we're actually dealing with, but our nervous system blows everything up. And things feel so big. So on a day-to-day basis, it looks like really engaging in a much more powerful, a much more um, proactive and less programmatic way with all of these inputs that we're processing. And as empaths and HSPs, our nervous system is turned on even more than the average person. So we are getting so much more of an onslaught um, that it, it, it takes some serious skill and not just reading a, a couple of books on like, well, I'm going to learn how to set boundaries or I'm going to do energy hygiene. Um, there are some real things we need to train ourselves, almost like going to a, a personal trainer at the gym to be able to then engage in a different way and repattern ourselves. Um, there's a lot of neuroscience in the work that I do that I, I get really nerdy about because I can go woo-woo and esoteric and talk about energy systems and um, animal spirits and all kinds of things. But if we don't ground it in the body and kind of help appease the left brain rational side and marry the two, you know, we're not going to really get anywhere. So the way that we live this out is really like an art and a science. It's totally true. So let's go into the real things. So let's say a mom who is listening to this, and she has this um, morning chaos with her kids. Um, and also she needs to, like, she has this important meeting. Um, so how can we actually ground ourselves and catch ourselves mm-hmm. in those moment, moments mm-hmm. when we don't snap, but don't react, but actually be proactive, as you said? How, what is your best tip? Well, the best tip is to head things off far before they get to that point. We can't always do that because life is happening all the time and we're not always perfect in our practices and we're not supposed to be. But for me, I hydrate. 
hydration is one of the most essential basic things that seems so easy and it's so overlooked. Like how could this even matter? But we are an ocean inside of our bodies is an ocean. And if you know anything about geography and weather, the closer you get to the ocean, the milder the climate is because the ocean is an insulator. It's the same in our body and our weather as our emotions. And so when we are finding ourselves raw and, and extreme highs and lows, it's because we've turned ourselves into a desert. So we, on a daily basis, really benefit from just drinking enough water. So that's step number one. If we're dehydrated and we're fatigued and we're at our wits end and our child comes to us, you know, not participating the way they need to be or, or pushing back or being rude or whatever, we're going to be so much more easily triggered. In the moment of being triggered, of immediately feeling yourself rise up in that fight response where you want to shout or um, you know, your reaction might even be to shut down or withhold love or uh, there's all, or, or people please like cater to them and spoil them and just you know, pacify them so that you can just get on with it. None of those things are necessarily in the best and highest good for either one of you. And so taking a deep breath as you notice your responses, like we have to practice noticing ourselves, what is happening in our body when those things start to happen. And again, the breath, so simple. We all hear it all the time. It really is a matter of bringing in spaciousness inside of ourselves so we can give ourselves literally that breathing room to say, who do I want to be right now? Who do I want to be right now? Or who am I being right now? Because that is who our children take into their nervous systems and mirror and embody. And so it's not just about you, you know, it's about the legacy that you're leaving in your kids. And, and we all make mistakes. You know, the first, I am the first one to say, not every morning that goes like you described ends up perfectly where I'm like, oh, let me take a deep breath and I will be like the most enlightened, perfect mother ever. No, oftentimes I have to apologize and I have to say, oh my gosh, I did not handle that the way that I wanted to. And that's the, that's the next step. So hydration ongoing, deep breath to give yourself space. Ask yourself, who are you being right now? And then if you aren't or weren't the person that you really want to uh, embody, be humble enough to say, hey, let's try that again. Let's try that again. And a lot of times our kids need context. You know, why is it that we reacted that way? Why are we apologizing? You know, let's, let's give context here so that they're not filling in the blanks internally of like, I'm so messed up and I made this and I did that and this is all my fault. Um, we can head that off at the past by just giving some context. Oh, this is so good. It, it brings me back to my childhood when I was always questioning what did I did wrong right what right. Ma, ma, right and I definitely don't want to be that person where my qu kids are questioning so going to school and what did I do wrong why is she angry right so this is really good and I want to really emphasize what you just said because I think that people they hear that but they need to hear it from different perspective, perspective, different people. So water, breathing, and also asking yourself, who am I being right now? I think these are like so simple things um, that we want to practice. It, it takes a while, right? Um, but I think like water, I think that's, that's 
so so easy but we forget right sometimes so i catch my so hard <laughs> sometimes i catch myself and i say oh my god i haven't drink for a few hours and it's like literally when i do that i feel so much energy like really yeah. really so much energy um i want to ask you okay so when it comes to really that's our first thing is really our relationships with with at home right um happy mama uh, is happy family right happy business yes. everything comes from that place so how can we actually embrace that and be more happy not just being positive but actually create that happiness yeah. within um what what would your best tip be on that yeah how this is you, such a good question <laughs> how do you make yourself happy yeah well i think that's a really important question um because my audience being primarily empaths and highly sensitive people, we as a group are used to making everybody else happy and asking first, what do they need versus what do I need? And oftentimes we don't even know what we need. We don't even know how we feel because we're so tuned in externally. It hasn't been a practice or even safe to tune that attention back inward. And that's a huge repatterning process. So in order to, to really be happy, we have to get to know ourselves because happiness comes from alignment. It comes from integrity. But if we don't know what we're lining up to or what it means to be in integrity because we don't even know who we really are, that's where we've got to start is like a handshake with ourselves. Like, hey, who are you? Um, let me get curious. Maybe I've been lost in the roles that I'm playing. Maybe I'm lost in being an entrepreneur or being a mom or a wife or a partner or, you know, whatever things that we're doing every day, the doing takes over and the being gets left behind. And sometimes we think that, well, if only I do more, then I'll be happier or I'll make more or whatever. But you and I know from the communities that we're in that it's the reverse. It's really the being that must come first. And so our happiness comes from that place. And one of the questions I teach as we start to work on like what are boundaries really, they're not what everybody's talking about in general. Um, they come from a place of asking ourselves, what do I need right now? Like, what do I need right now? And that was another kind of tag on I wanted to add to that last question is, you know, as a mom, we really need to be practiced at asking ourselves what we need and then giving ourselves what we need. Do I need a 20 minute nap today? Do I need to ask for some help? Do I need not to be resentful that I'm the only one doing the dishes and just start asking for what I need um, or making my choice fully and not getting resentful because I've chosen this hundred percent. What do I need in this moment? That is really the key because I think happiness is not so much a fleeting sense of joy. It is really only available to us when we're present mm -hmm. happiness is presence happy happy by choice right or design yeah. <laughs> yes exactly um, happy by design i love it <laughs> um i think that most of my 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 audience and moms who i work with or i'm in content contact with they feel like this it's selfish to be happy or it's selfish to take 20 minute nap when I need it, or I feel guilty when I need something. Um, we always focus and prioritize our kids' needs, our spouse's needs. So what would your response be to that? Like feeling guilty or 
shame or even like, I don't deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common. Um, first and foremost, self-compassion for the feelings that you're having around it. Because if we should on ourselves, I shouldn't feel like I am selfish or I shouldn't feel guilty or I shouldn't. No shooting. No shooting. I have a shirt that says don't should on me. You know, like we, we are really served to start with that self-compassion and say, Hey, you know, what am I feeling? Okay. I'm feeling guilty. Okay. Um, I'm going to accept that this is making me feel guilty because if I try to push it away, it's going to make me feel even worse. And even if I do go take that 20 minute nap, I'm not going to receive from it because I'm not going to be available to receive from it. I'm going to be trying to push away my guilt so that I can receive from it. (laughs) So we've got to let go of those guilty feelings and the shoulds and the shame and the worthiness piece. The only way to do that is not to release it. It's to accept it. We think letting go is releasing, but it's really acceptance. Oh, so good. I think that I talk about the power of surrendering, um, really not trying to be, we moms tend to be super women, right? <laughs> we, we, we try to be. <laughs> we want to juggle everything. And it's like, I realized when I, people pleasing is a big factor. When I, yep didn't try to be everyone to everything to everyone right to be for myself first and then fill my cup first and then I can serve with overflow like with to my kids to my partner and like to everyone um I think that's really really important I want you guys to really tattoo that in your brain that this is such important like yeah if you feel that you have this guilt or shame or whatever um, embrace it and just surrender. Yeah. Thank you, husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, accept it. Accept yeah. it. And then start to practice the true meaning of selfish or self-centered, which is that there is no way for you to be anything but the center of your universe. In mm-hmm. physics, we understand that the universe is always expanding from the point of reference that we take. We are the center of the universe, quite literally. And so if we deny that and we try to externalize that and say, oh no, the focus is on you. And by making my focus on you, that's going to be of service to you. It's not because you're teaching them to externalize. Right. And so it is actually a very selfish thing not to take care of yourself because you are then modeling not enoughness, unworthiness. The only way to really own and embrace your worth is to believe it yourself and act as if it's true. So, so powerful. Um, Yeah, so powerful. I don't even have anything to add to this. (laughs) Um, I think that, so this is, fearless a successful podcast so our guests um i always invite them to back to that story um you already shared your moment where you felt okay so this is my breakdown or breakthrough um but what was like that one fearless moment in your in your career in your business where you felt oh my god this is so scary i'm freaking out but I'm doing it anyway, and it became your biggest success. 
Oh, this is such a great question. And I haven't really shared this story before. So this is like an exclusive first. Spot on. First glimpse. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. Last, yeah, last year, I knew that I needed to change the way that I was offering my one-on-one -on -one work and the pricing for my one-on-one -on -one work. Um, the level of transformation that was happening was no longer aligned with how I was charging for the, the experiences. And I wanted to go bigger with the experiences. And I couldn't really, I didn't have the abundance to be able to do that for my clients and facilitate the next level of transformation for them. And so I told myself the next conversation I have with someone who is inquiring about working with me one-on-one, -on -one, I am going to, whatever it feels like in the moment, go out on a big, big edge and say a number that scares me because I know that if it's not a two-sided initiation, if we're not both growing in the process, then it's not um, balanced and it will become codependency. And I'm not a stand for that. So I had this inquiry. I had this conversation scheduled for the week following this like little commitment to myself. And so she said what she was looking for and I could see, okay, this is going to need, this is going to need six months of her commitment. I can see that she has wanted to go to Paris for her whole life and has never need the space or prioritize this journey, we're going to wrap that into this experience and I'm going to make it part of her celebration of growth at the end. Um, she doesn't need a lot of sessions and I don't need a lot of sessions. We just need really focused containment for this work. And so I remember like thinking in my head, this is going to be $10,000. Okay. I'm going to say $10,000. And when I told her in our interview, I said, it's going to be $25,000. <laughs> And oh my freaking said, God, like this is right, right? amazing. And I'm not afraid to say those numbers because I think that we all need to hear it's okay to step into a very big growth edge and it does your clients a disservice when you don't and the right clients are going to meet you there. And so what I was afraid of happening was her going, oh my God, like who do you think you are? Or oh. there's no way I can do this. But I was talking to myself in this process and I just said, I don't need to take on her financial situation. It's not my responsibility. Mm. It's not my business. It's actually none of my business, whether or not this is possible for her. This is the edge that I'm stepping into. And she looked at me and said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because you're stepping into your worth. And I know this is what it's going to take for us both. Sign me mm. up. I'm paying in full. Oh my God. This is such a, I'm getting goosebumps. This is such a great story. And I want like women to, who are listening to this right now, um, if something really scares you, just go for it because this is the right way. I think that a lot of us are really, I, I speak for myself, for myself as well. We are like, okay, so how will this person react to this? We are always like thinking, what will they think about us? None of this really matters. If it scares you, it will also excite you at one point. So it's really important that we tune into that again, to that feeling. And if, if it's really like, oh my God, my gut just hurts thinking about it, just do it. I think that yes. was a beautiful example. And I really want to congratulate you on that growth and really taking your clients to that next step to that next level um, of yeah. growth and really showing that it's possible when you just um, 
get out of your mind, right? <laughs> exactly. Literally, just get out of your mind, get out of your mind and into your body. You'll be so supported in that process. So amazing. I think that like we got so many nuggets. Um, <laughs> I want to really, I want this to be a really good experience where people are, oh my God, who is this woman, right? Um, so I don't want to reveal any more of your secrets, but I want That's to wrap great. this with your gift. What are you gifting our community, our audience? Um, you have an amazing quiz in the store. So tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, so a lot of people who come into my world don't even realize that they are empathic or an empath. It's like, oh, I don't identify with that or everything else I've seen about that online doesn't really resonate with me. And so I'm here to have a totally different conversation about what, it, what it's like to be an empath and even what kind of empath people are because there's not a lot of insight into the fact that we're different types of empaths and that has a great, a great impact on our, our psychic gifts, on the way that we show up, on the challenges we have, on the right career path for us. There's all this treasure trove of information that's available to us once we, first of all, figure out that we are one and then to figure out what type we are. And so I made a really fun, super fun quiz. It's like art questions and animals and um, it might seem like, well, I want to pick more than one. You can't. <laughs> I did that on purpose to make you have to make a choice. Um, and there is no wrong answer, but it will help point you into the direction of, you know, you might want to think about these things for your business or your career path, or this is some of the challenges you might be coming up against, or this might be why this pattern keeps showing up over and over and over again, because this is going on for you and your nervous system. So if you go to my website, which is lolapickett.com slash quiz, and I know that'll be in the show notes, um, you will be able to take that quiz. And if you want the super detailed, awesome juiciness, just sign up for my list and you'll get that in your inbox. And I, um, I love my community so much. There is the most incredible group of humans in my email groups and my Facebook groups. It's like, it's like a homecoming. And so mm. I would just, you know, I would love, I know I would resonate with your folks. So come on over. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think that you, I will be the first to take this on because I think that um, your story is so beautiful. Your mission is beautiful. And I think that we also need to be aware that our net network is our network and who we actually spend time with um, online and offline. So I want to be around people who have this amazing energy. Um, <laughs> Before I fire up the last question, which is exciting, um, I want our people to know side of your group and your email. Um, what is your best platform? Where do you hang out most? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook a lot. I have a Facebook group that goes along with my podcast, which is Empath to Power, and that's on all the podcast networks. Um, and my Facebook group is of the same name. So that's a really great place to get started. And it's really like a community centric group. So I'm not in there like trying to sell you on anything or anything like that. It's just like, here's a bunch of highly sensitive souls who are finally in a space where we can be like, oh my gosh, like this world, and this is what I'm dealing with. And oh, here's the thing I discovered today. It's a really sweet place. Um, and people are, are loving it. There's about 200 people in there right now. And it's just so lovely. 
Um, so that's a really good place to come and play. And then I do love Instagram as well. And my husband is my, um, my right hand man in my business and my graphic designer and stuff. And so he will hear me doing interviews like this or whatever and turn all the things that I say into these little quotes and things. And so um, my Instagram is a great place to just come and go like, oh, what do I need to know today? Kind of like an Instagram Oracle deck. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, this is so great. I just want to say that, of course, I know both of you from, from Business by Design. And I, yeah. the first, first time when I was like, when I saw a ty, ty, tigre, tigre, is it Tigre? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, okay. I said, oh my God this man is such a great ambassador for his wife. Like he is such a cheerleader and supporter and so proud of his wife. But actually that led me to, I want to know to get, I want to know who his wife is. (laughs) Oh, he's the best. Second marriage for the world. And he definitely didn't uh, disappoint me. You are a real gem. And I'm really, Aww. really, really blessed and grateful that you took the time to actually be here and um, to enlighten our community. Um, so tell us for the, the closure, what is the exciting thing that you are working on right now? Yeah, so I think the most exciting thing that I'm working on is what I'm tentatively calling the empath mastery mystery mind for next year, it's going to be a 10 month incubator and practitioner training program with some sacred medicine work involved, as well as um, just the whole curriculum, how I run my, my business, my coaching practice, the kinds of questions that I ask, and the, the personal work that we need to do on our own nervous systems as practitioners and space holders so that we can be responsible, empowering, uh, uplifting mentors for our client communities. So that is going to be launching. I have a helicopter overhead. That's okay. Um, that's going to be launching I believe like a pre-launch kind of introduction is going to happen next month. And then we'll be starting in February of 2020. As far as I can tell right now, that's what wants to happen. So there'll be a lot more coming out about that in January. Awesome. So people, your next step is to actually sign up for the quiz. And because we know how we operate uh, as digital CEOs, Lola will definitely um, nurture you and give you all the details when the incubator launches. And I know that you will have some great content to share with with your Mm -hmm. people on your email list and inside the group. We will will put all the links in the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to share and wrap this amazing show. Yeah. So that thing that's scaring you right now, that thing that's intimidating or overwhelming is an invitation from your soul. And should you dare to listen to it, you will grow and your life will grow to match the dreams that you have. Hmm. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Gorgeous soul. Um, I'm sending you a lots of love and gratitude from Stockholm to sunny San Diego. And I'm sure we will make this world a better place together. We will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, gorgeous soul, for tuning into today's show. I appreciate you so much for sticking to the end. And if you found value, please make sure to leave us a review on iTunes.
This means that you're supporting my fearless mission to impact millions and also making sure that this podcast reaches people who need to hear this. As a matter of fact, you could screenshot this episode and share your takeaways on EG stories and I will personally give you a shout out there and send you a little thank you gift. How does that sound? And I hope to really see you there and until next time, dream big, plan for success and impact the world. Mwah!